Welcome back to Parent Q Live. I'm Kristen Ivey. I'm here today without Carlos Whitaker to have a conversation with some really good friends of mine. We're excited to bring you this special episode. Today we are going to talk about something that is extremely personal. It relates to some of us as parents, although not everyone. But if you haven't experienced what we're talking about today, there's a really good chance you know someone who has, and it feels like a conversation that we are ready to have, wanting to have um, for anyone out there that has been through a miscarriage. That's actually what we're talking about today. We're talking about pregnancy loss, child loss, miscarriage. Um, for those of you who've been through this experience, I am here with some of my really good friends, Leah Jennings and Lauren Terrell, and they are going to be sharing a little bit about their story. And so welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. I know this is kind of a personal conversation and we're having this kind of publicly and with everybody else. Um, but it's just because it's a conversation and both of you have even pushed me and challenged me in this way to say it's a conversation worth having. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So tell us just a little bit about your own story. Leah, when you went through this, this was about three years ago. Yes. So it was in 2014. It was an unplanned pregnancy, which I think makes it a little bit different. I don't think it makes it better. Um, or it's never mm -hmm. easy to get through this kind of loss because it's a child that you didn't get a chance to meet. Yeah. Um, so my husband and I weren't planning to have a child at that time. It was, we had a plan, you know, maybe two, three years down the road. <laughs> and of course our plans are not our own. <laughs> and um, we got pregnant and it unfortunately was not a time where we felt happy mm -hmm. about the pregnancy and um, it was more of like a you know but we just got married not too long ago and you know like we plan to travel and do all this stuff you know so um, which also lended itself to a lot more guilt mm -hmm. once yeah. I did miscarry <laughs> because um, you know mm -hmm. I felt like I'm like oh my goodness the only things that my, my child heard were not excitement, not mm -hmm. words of like, hooray, we're having a baby, that kind of thing. So that was something that I, it took a while to get over mm -hmm. to, to think, you know, I wasn't happy. Yeah. And, you know, like, and then it ended this way as well. It's not one of those situations where you could, you know, learn to be happy. Like mm -hmm. we were not ready <clears throat> in every sense of the word at the time. And we talked about it all the time. We're like, yeah. we're not ready. We're not, you know, like, and I had like a mini breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I was, I'm not sure how far along I was. Like I, I literally had no idea um, until, you know, the misperion and all of that. And so I actually, I didn't go to a doctor cause we had moved here. So we just moved from Nashville, Tennessee for Kevin's job here at Orange. And um, so all the way from our family and friends, we weren't like, I hadn't met anybody yet. Like I had, didn't have a job, I didn't have anything. I literally was just at home, like waiting for Kevin to get home after work, you know? And um, so found out, um, I was like, wait a minute. And you know, you do the math, you're like, mm, I, <laughs> I don't know. So you know, you check your calendar and all that. So I didn't even have a, an OB or anything like that. So I went to like, 
one of those places like lab tests anywhere. Like, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even, like I didn't have a doctor or anything. And, um, and I got the blood work done and she was like, yeah, you're, you're pregnant. And I just broke down And this lady, like, I'm so forever grateful to her. I don't know what her name is, but she like held my hand. Like I'm in this lab test anywhere, like in this room with like all these like people and it's just a weird thing you know and she's like it's going to be fine like she's just offering me words of encouragement not like I still to this day don't know who this lady was and I just you know go out to the car I'm in a fog and I'm like of course you don't believe it so right. you go to Walmart right. and you buy like yeah yeah 20 <laughs> just tests, in case you know yeah and so I was about to leave for a girl's trip to the beach mm. um to the beach <laughs> into Orlando and um yeah so I found I, I so the test said that, but I didn't believe it. I was like, she's lying. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> this lady, you know, at lab test anywhere. Yes. She has yes, no idea what right. she's talking about. So let's go to Walmart, you know. And so I went and, and got a test and there in in a Walmart found mm-hmm. out that I'm mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. And I'm there with my friends. And that's like the most unceremonious place to find out that you're pregnant in a Walmart bathroom. I had the same experience yeah. in a Target, actually. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Well, Target's a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, this was Walmart. <laughs> this was Walmart. It was, a, it was a Target in a strange city because I was traveling for work at the time. Oh, man. And alone and not, you know, nobody else around me. And, yeah, I did the same thing and had a little bit of a freak-out moment. Yeah. This had was, that freak-out moment. Did, yeah. I think, I, I like, my friends were there. And I think I yelled out, no! <laughs> like so they knew what was happening and I, i'm driving to florida away from kevin we can't process this information yes. together and it was you know it was it was a heavy moment to find out that you're pregnant in a walmart bathroom yes. which are not necessarily the cleanest of places. <laughs> can be it definitely can be so, so to go that's a lot of emotion mm-hmm. i mean i've definitely had that experience yes. of uh pregnancy that was not expected Mm -hmm. and all the feelings that come along with that I'm not going to tell you (laughs) exactly what I I didn't have anybody around me and so I actually took a picture of the test (laughs) and I didn't send it to my husband Matt because I was so freaked out that I didn't need anybody else that was going to freak out and so I Uh sent it to a friend along with a a message that conveyed what I was thinking at the time which was not excitement yes Um, but yes yeah, because sometimes that's a lot. It's a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and a lot to process. Mm-hmm. You're not ready for it, and to go from that all the way through yeah. um, a miscarriage, yes, is mm-hmm. um, it was yeah hard. Mm-hmm. But um, so we, I remember the moment um, Kevin and I like we just had like this. Well, of course, Kevin was calm at that point. Like, I'm, I'm not calm, you know, and I'm just freaking out. And I just have, like, this major breakdown moment. I'm crying. I'm like, this is not according to our plan, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, like, I literally cry myself to sleep. And mm-hmm. Kevin's just, like, holding me. Like, he's being really supportive. And um, I remember um, the next day I woke up, and Kevin had to – go out of town for work he had a mm-hmm. dj gig in nashville and i just decided to stay back i didn't i didn't feel like going because um, we hadn't told anybody either mm-hmm. that we were pregnant you know um and i remember i know this is probably tmi but i remember sitting on the toilet and saying like just kind of surrendering and saying god whatever you have for me mm-hmm. whatever you have for me i want to be okay with it so please give me peace like i'm praying 
toilet side. I'm like, give me peace, God. <laughs> yeah. For whatever is, is, is coming down the road. And literally, when I say amen, I start miscarrying. Wow. So I'm home alone. Oh Kevin had just left. So I'm home alone. And of course you're freaking out because your body is, like you literally are yeah. going through labor, really. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's after I've experienced a true labor, after that is definitely not the same, but it's still a labor. Mm -hmm. So I call Kevin and he says, um, do you want me to come back? And I, I tell him no. I should have said yes. Mm -hmm. I should have said yes. So I, um, I call my mother-in-law. Um, Kevin's mom and she is in Douglasville and she's on her way to church and um, she was like I'll be right there mm -hmm. well for some reason that day 400 was shut down oh my goodness so she cannot get to me to pick me up to take me to the hospital because I'm not sure you know like of course I'm there and I'm googling I'm like I'm miscarrying what do I do you know like <laughs> like Dr. Google please tell me what what do I need to do you know mm -hmm. I'm like I'll just do it from home and then you read all these things so like if you do it from home like you might die like you get all the, you know you get all of these things I'm like I don't want to die here I'm by myself you know so um, I call my mother-in-law so she can't come up to me so I have to drive to the hospital oh, wow. so I'm miscarrying while I'm driving so I'm going through you know going through the waves and all mm -hmm. that like just trying to breathe through and like it was yeah so I drive to the hospital and I get there and there's this lady in the in the lobby with a baby and the baby's just mm -hmm. staring at me the whole time like I'm not noticing it like people are like that baby's really in tune to you and like oh wow you know mm -hmm. like it was just a it was just mm -hmm. a hard thing and just mm -hmm. to be there in the hospital without Kevin just you know I should have told him to come back but it was work and I was like it's fine like it's gonna happen no matter what but thankfully I had Kevin's mom there to to support me through that and and all that so yeah that was um three years ago um september and you say looking back on it you wish kevin you know would have been there you would have had more support or you would have asked for yeah. more support which makes me think about what is it that was surprising to you about how it felt going through that i mean you anticipated no i don't need you mm -hmm. i can take care of this i'll mm -hmm. be fine this is yeah not a you know this is yeah. not a big thing I'll be I'm good. always like that like I, I I I'm usually the one that supports other people mm -hmm. so I feel like I don't necessarily need the same support because I'm like oh I can handle it that kind of thing and the same thing with when I had my my daughter Arden um in 2016 like I thought I'm not gonna want to have a whole bunch of people around like I just want to get the feel of what parenthood is like so I could just form my own opinions and all that stuff you know and then you get there you're like I want my mommy like, you know like I need people all the time I'm like lay in bed with me you know yes. so that was surprising that I you know like actually wanted somebody to be there with me because I thought you know like I would want to I don't want to be an emotional burden to someone else I don't want anybody to see me going through these emotions so I'd rather do it on my own but I did yeah. not want to do it on my own. Like, I definitely wanted somebody to be there with me, for yeah, sure. definitely. Mm -hmm. Lauren, I know you have every kind of experience is different and unique, right. and you have a different story, um, similar in the sense yeah. that you've gone through the loss of a child, you've gone through miscarriage. Um, you've actually had now three miscarriages and one mm -hmm. stillbirth. Right. Um, what is, for our listeners who may not know what the difference is, of those two things is so, what's the difference between a miscarriage and a stillbirth so uh, just time um it's just a 
someone decided that before 20 weeks it would be a miscarriage and after the 20 week mark it would be a stillbirth and in your experience from a mom (laughs) perspective then you Mm -hmm. kind of you're saying that like yeah I mean it's all the loss of a child and the loss of a future that you had envisioned and Mm um and I mean whether you planned it, whether it was a surprise, whether you were angry the night before Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Googling nursery themes, (laughs) doesn't matter. It's still, it's still your child. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's so. Mm -hmm. And for you then, um, take us through your first miscarriage happened actually after you'd already been pregnant. So that's one kind of uniqueness or difference. And what was that like for you going through a miscarriage after having your kid? Um, it was um, just really shocking. I And I guess all miscarriage and loss is a shock. Um, but our first pregnancy was so perfect mm-hmm. that I really didn't assume that could happen. I, I just, well, I assumed that we just have all wonderful pregnancies and I didn't know that there was anything to be worried about really and um so it was also a little bit of a surprise (laughs) our second one it was a little bit earlier than we were anticipating and um I did the whole buy five pregnancy tests and mm-hmm. just to check just yeah. to make sure yeah even though I know you can't really have a false positive I'm like well maybe you, you might can. be the one exception right you, there's yeah. always a chance you're right. the one exception. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but then I um I I let myself just completely fall into the mode of planning and preparing for this baby Mm. um so we had um we found out at like four or five weeks then um four or five weeks later um started spotting and Mm. kept and I still had hope Mm -hmm. like oh well people spot all the time it's fine Mm -hmm. um and they do (laughs) but this time that's not what it was Mm -hmm. and a couple of days later um it was obvious that it was a full-on miscarriage um yeah and it was it was just it was very surprising yeah and I know part of your story too now having had three miscarriages having had a stillbirth Mm -hmm. there were moments and perspectives that you've talked about after that where you would say having a stillbirth caused mm-hmm. you to think about your first miscarriage yeah, in a new sure. kind of way. So what is it that you feel like so, you gained yeah. looking back? Um, I think when I miscarried um, the first time, I felt a little bit like I was um, an anomaly, like I was a little strange for how I was feeling mm-hmm. about it. Um, like okay, this thing has happened. It happens to everybody. For some reason, I'm taking it harder than everyone else in the world. You feel broken a little bit. Yes. You think a woman's body is meant to carry and birth babies. Yeah. So mine is not 
going to be here. It's not going to be here. She is not going to be birthed. So something's wrong. Yeah. You know, like I can't do the one basic function that the Lord gave us, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it was so, it hit me so hard that like, I mean, that I thought, there was something wrong with me emotionally, mm-hmm. like psychologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was not right. Um, so I kind of, I, I told a few of my closest friends, um, like how hard it was on me, but just kind of kept it quiet and yeah. no one really knew mm-hmm. that we'd had a miscarriage and we just carried on, um, you know, putting on a face for the outside world. And then when we got pregnant the third time, and we had the whole like Facebook announcement and gender reveal party and all of that. Uh, it was kind of hard to keep it quiet. <laughs> um, and so we, I made a Facebook post when we lost our daughter. Um, and that experience made me realize that I wasn't crazy for feeling so intensely about my miscarriage mm-hmm. because it was in the same vein mm-hmm. as our stillbirth. Yeah. Um, it was it, just a few weeks earlier. I mean, right. it's, it's the same thing, and you can't say that, oh, this one experience of, you know, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a lot more um, visible of, like, you've had the Facebook announcement. <coughs> you have to go into the hospital and give birth, and mm-hmm. and there's just a lot. It's a lot more tangible. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Um, and that's the only reason I feel like it was a more intense experience. Yes. 100%. Um, but I feel like that's the, the, the tangible Ness mm-hmm. is the reason that maybe I had more permission to grieve mm-hmm. and be sad. And um, in your grief, when you were able to talk about that mm-hmm. experience, you actually realized, I think, right. there were a lot of other people who went, wait, I share that grief, and here's my story of a miscarriage, or, but I feel the yeah. same way that you're feeling right now. There was yeah. a little bit of a connection. Yeah. There were a lot of people, so in our Facebook post announcing the death of our daughter, um, I actually put in there our miscarriage earlier on, you know, saying that she was now with her big brother. And, um, and I think that gave people permission to, to like reach out and feel okay saying, you know, I've had this kind of loss too. I've had a miscarriage. Um, it's hard. It's hard comparing grief, mm-hmm. and I don't. Yeah. And, I, and it's a, it's a really tricky thing. And I don't think anybody should really. I don't know. It's not. Every loss is unique. Right. Every story yes. is unique. Yes. It's like there are similarities. Mm-hmm. Loss is loss, and it, a lot of times, feels. It's in the same. I say it's the same hole. It's just different levels of the hole. Good way to say it, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, people reached out, and I mean, there were people that it didn't matter the time. You know, right. five weeks, six weeks, ten weeks, sure, sixteen weeks, whatever. They were having the same emotions, same feelings that I had, 
um, I always felt kind of strange because we, um, I, I, I don't know. I went into those emotions. I leaned into them in the beginning, in the first or first miscarriage, and named our son. I call him a boy because I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. Same and as me. <laughs> I felt like it was yeah. a boy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm his mom, and maybe I'll be surprised one day. <laughs> and our little boy is a little girl. And that's okay. But um, so I allowed myself kind of privately to um, call him a boy and to name him mm-hmm. Shiloh and to um, we built built planted mm-hmm. a tree for him um, and I crocheted a blanket and did all this stuff and I always felt like like psychotic kind of <laughs> for doing all of that and like if anybody ever knew like that I did all this for a miscarriage they would think I'm insane but then losing our daughter at 23 weeks I was like no I'm not insane no this not is at all. it's a loss yeah it's your child yeah this is what people go through and they don't say anything because all. every single person is feeling insane <laughs> yeah it's like this quiet <clears throat> guilt that we all have yeah and like when i i miscarried i i finally when i finally shared with my friends one of my friends came to me and said you know i actually had a miscarriage mm-hmm. you know and she was like i'm glad you said something because i've just been holding it in for wow. you know like the last eight months she hadn't told anyone yeah and i think it's at all for me and it may have been different for others but for me it was just the fear of not being validated mm. in my pain yeah that's a good way to put it I felt that same way and when I after I I had the miscarriage I finally found a, a doctor and the lady who took my vitals said well was it a planned pregnancy oh, and I, I said no she's like Okay, that makes it better then. Oh, oh my God. It doesn't. No. At all. It no. doesn't make it better. You know, like if anything. Oh my goodness. My grief <laughs> just looks a little differently because I didn't right. celebrate it. You right. know, like something I, just, you know. Yeah. It just popped in my head and I don't know, we can cut this out if we have to. But <laughs> to me, it would be like, that's like saying, um, oh, your mom died. Were you guys in a fight right before she died? <laughs> right. So like, yeah, we it. were. Oh, okay. So you're that probably makes, glad. Yeah. That just doesn't make like, any sense at all. And I don't think that lady had ever suffered loss because she wouldn't have said that had she right. had she had experienced right. that loss yeah. because it didn't make it fine. It didn't make it better, you know? No, like, it's, it's just a different layer of complication. Like, and I know that sometimes people mm-hmm. say those things because they're trying to make you feel better, but... Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I, not at all. And I would love to talk about that for a minute because I think when someone, whenever somebody's going through pain or grief... Our hu- there's something in us as humans that we want to say something. Yes. So we, we want to do something, say something, get involved, and yet there is this, we can't fix whatever it is. We can't actually change it or make it better. And so it doesn't always bring out the most helpful yes. comments. <laughs> um, and so what are things that you would say going through this you needed from the people closest to you and, you know, also some of the things maybe you didn't need, like a comment about how what how this was better. Yeah. Initially, I, the first thought that I, that came to my mind was to say nothing, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true. When I say say nothing, 
I think it's important mm-hmm. not to ask the mom to rehash every detail of the miscarriage. Like, don't ask what happened. Don't ask if it was planned. That's it doesn't matter in the end. You know, a, a loss is still a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I would, what I needed at the time, I would have loved to. I know it sounds weird, but I would love for somebody to drop off food on the porch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. On the porch. Yes. Don't expect to Ding come dong in. Ding-dong drops are the best. Yes. <laughs> Don't expect to come in because the house yes. is probably in shambles. Yes. And and mm-hmm. don't sit down and mm-hmm. want to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love for somebody yeah. to have dropped off food yeah. and and then texted me later and say, there's food on your porch. I would yes. have yes. loved that. Yep. So, yeah, I would definitely say the 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 food and then also saying I'm here if you want to talk or yes. when you want to talk yes that's don't, what I was don't keep calling I, I have yeah. friends who well-intentioned friends uh, who literally called me every single day mm-hmm. and like I just want to know how you're doing yeah. that's a hard question to answer when you're right in like the middle an actual of it. phone call or a text text and phone calls because okay. I mean they're friends so they want to make phone sure calls are a lot yeah. of energy oh my gosh yes um, shoot me a text a, yeah mm-hmm. if you want to text me every single day and that's fine too you could yeah. but don't give me a question yeah yeah no give questions. me a hey I'm thinking about you today mm-hmm. you know yeah I'm always here mm-hmm. that's so um helpful. Yeah. yeah because also yeah. there were some people and there were some moments when I really did need to talk about it mm-hmm. um so but it's impossible as a friend of somebody to know when those moments are Mm-hmm. So you just need to always be available. Especially those friends who either have never experienced mm-hmm. this loss or haven't had kids. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, like it's, uh, it's just a it is just hard. different. It's hard, yeah. you know. It's hard to, to explain all mm-hmm. of those emotions, you know. Like sometimes it it would be nice to have friends say, I get it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, we'll talk when you're ready. I had incredible support mm-hmm. around both. What's the best thing that you would say somebody did? In there's that? there's a lot. Yeah. So with um, Shiloh, with our first miscarriage, I had two really good friends that came over one Sunday morning. Um, I think my daughter was staying somewhere else with friends or family. Um, and my husband was working at a church at the time, so he was out of the house. And we sat in our dark living room Mm -hmm. and looked through baby name books because I said I wanted to name Mm -hmm. my baby Mm -hmm. and instead of instead of I don't know getting awkward about it or being like okay yeah sure let me know what you name them they Mm -hmm. came over with breakfast and we all sat around and named him and and I said these are some names that I'm thinking of this one feels right that one, you know and it was like kind of a supportive like validating my desires mm-hmm. to honor him mm-hmm. um, another one a friend of mine in the same with the miscarriage um, she brought over dinner she had had a lot of miscarriages um, so she had a unique um, ability and right, I guess, in my perspective to, um, 
to share. Um, and I felt comfortable opening up to her about how I was really feeling physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And she just gave me a massage. <laughs> she rubbed my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, because my body was so like, it just ached mm -hmm. my whole body. I don't know if you felt the that and the tension and then everything that you just experienced. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was mm -hmm. like I had, it was the same tension and soreness in my muscles as if I had gone through a labor, mm -hmm. but I hadn't, I think it was just the, the physicality of grief, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, but she rubbed my shoulders and she was like, yeah, I felt horrible after every miscarriage mm. and it was just a quiet, I don't know. There's something powerful in silence. I think after my losses, I've been less awkward around silence, maybe. Mm -hmm. You don't good. have to fill the silence. <laughs> Both of you, when you look back at your stories of miscarriage and losing a child, um, you have just a little bit of time between when it has happened and now. And so how do you feel like it's maybe changed you or because you're kind of leaning into that now to say, how does it, how would you respond even differently to somebody else who's gone through this or they're going through a miscarriage? How would you want to respond to them? Being open to what they need at the time, you know, not asking, like you said, not asking questions, um, just being what they need. So, okay, you need somebody to clean your house? I will clean your house. Mm -hmm. Do you need someone to cook? I will cook for you, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and if they do want to share, if they do want to open up in their emotions, allowing them to feel all of their feelings mm -hmm. and express their feelings in their own way. Mm -hmm. Don't shame them. Don't make them feel bad. Don't, and resist the urge to tell them that, oh, you know, it's natural. It, it'll, it'll be fine, mm -hmm. you know, because unfortunately this is something that stays with you forever. You yeah. know, there's not. Don't. A day or a week that goes by that yeah. I don't think about the yeah. son that I lost, yeah. you know, and it's okay. Resist the urge to to fix, fix him. It. Yes, you don't. <laughs> we don't need fixing. What we do need to do though is is have a safe place to experience those emotions in in whatever way that they mm -hmm. what whatever way they look like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Don't mm -hmm. fix it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I. I used to be the person that would try to find the perfect thing. Like, oh, what, what's going to help them mm -hmm. get the right perspective on this, <laughs> on this loss? They just haven't thought of this thing yet. Yeah, and what's going to make them can, less sad? If they mm. can take in the fact that everything happens for a reason. Oh, my goodness. I, I hated that phrase. I, it's true. Yeah. I know it's true, but when you're in the Let's heart of it. Let's just all stop saying please. everything happens for please, us. Take that please. phrase out of our vocabulary. Because it, it's never helpful. Like, no. you Ever. never think to yourself, you know what? It is. Like, right. Thank no. you, God. Like, you don't, no. you never say that. Like, no. You, now, Even, you'll come to a point where you realize that it's mm -hmm. true and you'll come to a, a place of peace about it, but you will. That mm -hmm. phrase never feels comforting to mm -hmm. say everything happens for no, a reason. No, no, no. Yeah. So 
So those those phrases, those I just don't I wouldn't I now am okay with silence. Advice is not helpful is what you're saying. Advice is not helpful. <laughs> um I am I'm okay reaching out to people that I don't necessarily know really well. Mm. Um in just and like I said, not um questioning or asking for them to make me feel better, which is sometimes how Mm. how some some of it came across um but in just reaching out like if I see somebody on Facebook or social media or know a friend through a friend you know hey I'm really sorry this is happening to you Mm. and that you're having to experience this um it's painful Mm -hmm. and I'm here Mm. Um, one thing I think about when I listen to you both talk and you've both been so gracious to share your stories and, and open to talk about it, um, is that there tends to be maybe a difference between how I see our generation moms today processing miscarriage and loss Mm -hmm. and how our mothers or grandmothers processed the same loss and maybe not difference in the way that we feel about it, but maybe right. difference in the way that we talk or share about it, um, which is sometimes I think I see um, it's like grandmothers don't exactly know what to do with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to a grandmother, yeah. great grandmother who's saying, you know, you have a daughter who's going through this that is, I don't know if you feel that generational gap and it's just a question to say, is it, is there something different about, different about how this has historically been dealt with? So my mother had a miscarriage and she was always really good about talking about it. And it was sort of a known thing. And I think she handled it pretty well, um, mm-hmm. in our childhood and growing up. It was something that I felt comfortable maybe talking with her about. Our grandmother had a lot of miscarriages and um, maybe did not handle it the same way. <laughs> um, I think in those in that time, it was you know the fifties or so. Um, she said to me after our stillbirth. Um, or said to my mom, who then related to me, um, that it was just not, that she was just concerned about me, um, seeing the baby and naming the baby, taking pictures of the baby, like in her mind, the sooner you whisk it away and forget about it, the easier it's going to be, the quicker you're going to, you know forget and it's hard I would want to say to a mother or grandmother that has been raised thinking that way maybe that's not true because I think a lot I saw a lot of um, residual effects Mm -hmm. a lot of debris from my grandmother having experienced multiple losses even the death of a son that lived for a few hours or days Mm -hmm. um i think 
she told herself maybe that she was over it and Mm -hmm. had forgotten but that wasn't totally true so I would just say really think about it (laughs) think about if you've had those losses um, and you think the best thing was to move on quickly maybe take a little time to Mm. reflect and question if Mm -hmm. that is true and if you haven't had a loss and you believe that that's the best way to handle it because that's the way women around you handled it. Mm. Um, Say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's quietly not. supportive. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, be yeah. quietly. I, I, um, I would say that. Yeah. Just be supportive, but quietly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> People need different amounts of time or different things to yeah. be able to process. Grief um, is very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can affect you in ways that you maybe would never connect Mm -hmm. and then and years later decades later that I've I've seen in my mother and grandmother Mm -hmm. here at parent Q we've actually teamed up with a group of people who've written a product that we've started to give out to ministry leaders and community leaders to host events to create space for people who've lost a pregnancy um, or have had a stillbirth. And so that event is called Made Known. It's been um, a really unique creative experience to just draw families in and say, we want to create this space for you to come together, to share, to remember your child, to make uh, this known um, because this child is known um, to their Heavenly Father, and this child is known to their parents here on earth, and so we want to gather them together. And that those events have actually been a unique space for all generations, kind of getting back to your story of people who have lost maybe a pregnancy in the last couple of weeks, and also people who have lost or had a miscarriage years and years ago in their past, and yet have never really taken the space or time to say how it's affected them or to be able to share their story. And um, so if you are a ministry leader, a community leader listening, that's something you could pick up and grab and um, consider hosting an event like this. If you're a parent and you're going through this kind of a loss, but you really would love to create a space for some others, you could check it out and we'll put a link in the show notes to that experience. Um, Maybe it's something that a group of people you could give to a local ministry or give to a community center and say, hey, Um, the people in your community might need a place to come together and process this kind of loss. Thank you both so much for being here, for talking about this. Mm -hmm. I know that this is a little bit, um, for our listeners, a different kind of conversation for parenting. This is not um, in our everyday. We don't have a cue to walk away and go and do this week to help you be a better parent. But I do hope that as you've listened, it's been helpful for you in some way, whether um, you are um, someone who's experienced the loss of a child, a stillbirth, a miscarriage, to know that you're not alone, that your story is valid and true and that there's a community of people who have not gone through what you've gone through but maybe have gone through loss and if you're listening and you haven't been through that loss just that you would know that there are people around you going through this kind of um, grief or this kind of pain and whether that child is a thriving pregnancy that's a birthed baby who lives to be 
a annoying toddler who's <laughs> screaming and whining and uh, giving you fits or whether that baby um, is a baby that's uh, miscarried or stillborn. Um, that's a parenting thing. Um, mm-hmm. the, the mother is a parent yeah. and uh, that child will be her child for life and mm-hmm. it's part of our parenting journey together. So thank you for listening and we will see you back again next time. <laughs>